1: Presented by Dynatrap, home Advisor, Beaumont Citrus Magic, Filter Easy, The Home Depot, and Greenworks. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler.
0: And I'm Leslie Segretti.
1: And we are here to help you with your home improvement questions, your decor dilemmas, Whatever you'd like to get done around your home, give us a call right now at 888-MONEYPIT or post your question to the Money Pits community section at moneypit.com and we will give you a hand. Hey, we got a great show coming up. First up with the hot weather upon us, now is the right time to make sure your AC is good to go and keeping you cool all summer long. So we're going to have some tips on the maintenance you need to do right away to make sure your system is up for the job.
0: And speaking of the summer, once schools wrap up in the next couple of weeks, vacation season really seems to get underway. But when you're away, the burglars can play. We're going to have some tips to help keep your house secure.
1: And it's open house season. If your home is on the market, holding an open house is a great way to draw in potential buyers. But keeping them interested takes some careful house staging. We'll have some tips on how to do just that in just a bit.
0: Plus, if you give us a call at 888-MONEYPIT or post your question to the Money Pit community at moneypit.com, we will toss your name into the Money Pit hard hat for a chance to win some terrific new prizes this hour. First up, we've got the Orbit Beehive Smart Sprinkler Timer from the Home Depot. Now, this is a Wi-Fi-enabled sprinkler timer that lets you operate your sprinklers from anywhere, and it has a weather sense technology built into it to provide smarter watering based on the actual weather at your home.
1: Plus, we'll also help you breathe easier in your home because we've got a one-year subscription to FilterEasy.com, also going out to one caller drawn at random. Now, this is worth 240 bucks, and with all the allergens in the air right now, it's the perfect time to get on a plan to change your filters. So there you have it. Lots of stuff to give away. But we want to take your calls, your questions about what's going on in your money pit. So let's get started. The number again is eight 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 money pit. Leslie, who's first?
2: Aaron
0: in Louisiana is on the line. How can we help you today?
2: Hi, I have a slab house that's about thirty five years old, and it's showing signs of needing to be leveled. But I thought I heard on a previous show of yours that you do not recommend leveling a house, just fix the issues that come up as it needs it. And I didn't know if I heard correctly or not, so I thought I would call and ask about that.
0: Well, tell me, how much of a slope are you noticing throughout the property on the interior of the home?
2: No, we're seeing cracks in the walls, cracks in the ceiling, cracks in the floors. Okay.
0: Now... If you put a marble on the floor in some of these rooms that you're seeing these cracks, does it roll all around wildly? If it does roll, how fast? I actually have not done anything like that. Oh, the marble test. It's very fun. That will tell you if the ground itself is level. Now, if you're seeing cracks in the walls and in the ceiling, are they sort of near a doorway or a window or are they just square in the middle
2: of stuff? Well, there's a a crack in the floor that's square in the middle of the floor. It extends out into a. Uh, we have a sliding glass door, and the brick above the sliding glass door is separated. And then we also see it. I also see it in rooms next to the wall. You know where it's like the house is shaped like a T, and um, where one part of the top of the T goes into the long part of the T. I can see it separating there against against the, you know
0: in the ceiling. You know, generally, if you see cracks and they' are by a door frame or a window, that's just general movement because of the opening in the envelope of the home, you know, being in a window opening or a doorway in an interior wall. Now, if you're seeing it like in the middle of the floor and above a door frame in brick, you might be concerned that there could be some structural issues going on. However, you might want to bring in a structural engineer. You bring in an engineer or even a home inspector, and for a couple of hundred bucks, they'll come in and look at these areas and diagnose specifically what's going on there. Because it could be something structural that could need to be fixed in you know a way that you can't just do by repairing the crack, or it could just simply be natural settlement of the home over the duration of the home's lifespan, and that's easily fixable. But because you have a crack forming in the middle of a floor and that continues to a doorway, I would definitely bring in somebody who's a structural engineer, and they can write up a report on it. And the benefit of doing that is that when you do fix this, whatever the problem may be, you are going to have a full written pedigree of what you've done to the problem in the home, how you've fixed it, and what everything was done correctly. This way, if you go to sell the home and somebody says, oh, I saw a crack or whatever the situation might be, you can say, actually, this happened. We did this repair and it's all square.
1: Okay. You know, Aaron, some cracks are really typical wear and tear, so to speak, but this one definitely sounds like you need a pro to check it out. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit.
0: Randy in Illinois is on the line with a kitchen cabinet question. How can we help you today?
1: Uh,
3: yeah, I recently purchased a home and it had some uh, all wood cabinets and kitchen. And uh, they're half bisque color and they're half of a whiter color, uh, depending on which part of the cabinet you look at. And I'm trying to figure out a way to get them back to uh, either all one color or the lighter version.
1: What's the material that your cabinets are made out of?
3: I believe it's oak, but it could be pine.
1: Well, assuming that the oak is is finished, one of the issues that you're going to have is that you can't really stain it and change the color. So you'd have to either paint it or you'd have to sand it down. Since most of those cabinets are covered with veneer, it makes it also difficult for you to be able to sand enough of that finish off to have it accept stain. So your resulting options would be to reface the cabinets, which is adding new veneer to it, or to paint the cabinets to get that consistent look.
3: Okay. Okay,
1: that sounds good. I'll do that. Thank you very
0: much. All right, thanks so much for calling the Money Pit at 888-MONEY-PIT. 888-MONEY-PIT is presented by HomeAdvisor. From small repairs to a major remodel, HomeAdvisor is the fast and easy way to find the right pro for any kind of home project.
1: Up next, wouldn't it be great if your sprinkler system was tied into the weather so it never came on in, say, a thunderstorm? Well, that's exactly what the new Wi-Fi enabled Orbit Beehive smart sprinkler timer does from the Home Depot. It's worth $119. And we've got one to give away to one lucky caller drawn at random. Make that you and call in your home improvement question right now at one 888 Pit.
0: Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors?
1: Lock this special offer in right now by going to a i r d o c t o r pro and use promo code money That's Airdoctorpro.com, promo code money
2: The
4: money pit is presented by Home Advisor. Find trusted home improvement pros for any project homeadvisor.com.
1: Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler.
4: And I'm Leslie
0: Segretti. 88 money pit is the number to call to help you with whatever it is that is going on at your Money Pit this spring to summer season. We want to help you get your house in tip-top shape. 88 money pit is presented by HomeAdvisor. Hey, with all the spring rain that just passed, are you ready for a new roof? HomeAdvisor will instantly match you with the right pro for the job for free.
1: Give us a call right now for the answer to your home improvement question and your chance to win this hour. We're giving away the Orbit Beehive Smart Sprinkler Timer from the Home Depot. This is pretty cool because this is a Wi-Fi enabled sprinkler timer that has a technology called Weather Sense built into it, which basically is going to give you smart watering based on the environment. One thing that I really hate is when it's pouring rain and you see people that have their sprinklers on, well, they just don't have the technology in place to stop that from happening. It's a tremendous waste. So this can really save you some water by adjusting the amount of sprinkling that you get based on what's going on with the weather. It's got an easy-to-use mobile app that works off Wi-Fi with Android and iOS devices. It's weather-resistant, so it can be mounted indoors or out. You'll find it at the Home Depot for $119. But we've got one to give away to one caller drawn at random. Make that you. Give us a call right now at 888-MONEYPIT or post your question to the Money Pit community page at moneypit.com.
0: Beth in Texas is on the line with a painting question. How can we help you today? I had four columns on the
5: uh, front of my house, and I live downtown in an old neighborhood that has beautiful 150-year-old oak trees. I have these four columns, and I have, uh, the wood rots out from the it – those columns sit on concrete. Okay. And uh, last time I had them fixed, which was about 10 years ago, they put like a, a plastic or some kind of a block that's the same size as the column. It's a barrier, kind of, a moisture barrier, maybe, between the concrete and the pole. Uh, So then time passes, and here comes the rod again. And so I said, oh, my gosh. So I dug out the rod again. I went to Home Depot, and I got some of that product that, um, you know, you can fill in with... uh, Like a Bondo. Right, right. It's some kind of... It has wood in it, but it's plastic. It's something. I don't know what it is. Anyway, I did that. And, of course, my wounds were so deep, I could only put, you know, about a fourth inch in, and it took me forever to fill up the the little holes. And so I finally got it to the edge, and I sanded it. It looked pretty darn good, and so um, I painted it. And then I put the first coat on. I said, oh, this paint's kind of thin, so I I put another coat on. So in the meantime, here comes all this pollen from these giant oak trees and all this stuff that falls from the trees on my freshly painted Mm -hmm. wood. I started crying.
0: Oh, I no! started
5: crying because I didn't know what in the world to do about paint.
0: I mean, that stuff just sucked it up like a sponge. And so, I mean, I, I didn't know what to do. All right. Well, where are you now with the comms? Are you at a point where you need to replace them again? Or are you trying to just figure out a fix? Well, actually, what I did is I went back and I lightly sanded.
5: I waited for a while and then I sanded it lightly and then I put another top coat on it. And, and I, I i don't know. Yeah, I still have little, I don't know what it is. It's not yellow pollen, but it's something, you know, it's kind of, my paint is bumpy. It's It's not nice like it should be after all that work.
0: Well, here's a couple of solutions. You do need to sand it if you want to get the surface nice and smooth again. That's truly the only thing that's going to get rid of the pollen that sort of embedded itself into that wet paint. Then once you get a nice smooth surface on that column again, what you want to try to do is, and I know it would be a pain in the butt, but it's going to be super duper duper helpful. If you can get some paint tarps, plastic, canvas, whatever, if there is a way to sort of build a tent in these tarps around you know, the area to keep the pollen from sort of wafting in there while the paint is drying and while you're painting, you know, it'll be unsightly while the process is happening just because your beautiful front of your home will be draped in tarp, but it will actually help to keep the air circulating behind it to actually dry the column paint, but it will keep things from landing on it. So I would look into a way to do that. You know, they make all sorts of little prop poles and different things that work for, um, tarps but also you know a couple of good clips maybe you've got you know an overhang there or something that you can clip onto without damaging a gutter so you know that really could do the trick now fast forward to a couple years down the road when you end up with such an amount of rot again you might want to consider replacing the columns with an architectural composite column Now, in a lot of cases, because your wood column is actually a support, correct? Yes, ma'am. So what you might end up doing is they might replace that wood column, since you've done that before, they might replace the wood column with some sort of Post that would be metal, that would be structural. And then there is an actual decorative wrap that looks exactly like the same type of fluted column or whatever type of column you might have that wraps around that support pole and then is a composite. So once it's painted and finished, you won't have to paint it again for a long, 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 long time because it's not made of an organic material. It's not going to take that moisture up that you're getting from the concrete and it's going to simply clean up with, you know, soap and water. So, you know, keep that in mind for down the road. And they would do that, you know, column at a time and make them structural. So there are ways to get around it, but you're going to have to sand again. I, I know. I, it didn't look too bad, but it didn't look
5: too good either. <laughs> but thank you so much. I'll try
2: those uh, tips.
1: Well, vacation season is just a couple of weeks away and a good time to think about what steps you need to take to make sure your home stays safe and secure. So we've got a few tips that we hope will help.
0: First of all, a well-lit home is much less likely to be broken into, so you want to make sure that your home's exterior is fully illuminated with motion detector spotlighting.
1: Next, keep the landscape in shape. You know, dense shrubs can create a hideout, so you want to keep those hedges low and plantings that are near doors and windows neat and transparent so nobody can sneak in behind it and try to break into your house.
0: Yeah, now also, a door with only a handle lock, that really is an easy mark for a break-in. So instead, you want to add a good quality deadbolt at each entry. The best deadbolts require a key on the outside and incorporate a thumb latch on the inside. Now, you want to strengthen every installation by substituting long, heavy-duty screws for the ones that they give you from the manufacturer so that those entry doors can really be secured to the wood frame door opening in the wall.
1: Next, you want to get a good quality security system. I mean, even the strongest, most well-lit homes can't stop a determined thief. So why not take advantage of all the technology that a security system can offer? Now, there are a wide range of DIY and professionally installed options out there. I mean, for our house, we've used ADT for years. And I can tell you, it's really nice to know that they're there watching the house when we're not around, not only for break-ins. But also for fire and carbon monoxide and, and even floods—it's all possible with the right system.
0: Brick in Pennsylvania, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today?
3: Well, uh, yes, I have a question about a bedroom wall. Um, I'll, I'll tell you real quick what I have. It's a cinder block wall, and on the outside of it is a stone facing, and then on the inside they just had furring strips and then plaster. So no insulation, and it's very cold in, in the winter. So what we're doing. We're tearing down the plaster. Uh, We're going to frame it out. We're going to put, I guess it's R19, I think it is, in there, and then drywall it. But my question is, we were talking about putting a thermal barrier onto the block itself, and I guess I have a couple of questions or concerns. Uh, A, is it going to be worth it? Is it going to raise the R value any? And uh, B, there's not really going to be an air cavity. It's just going to be the thermal barrier on the wall, And then the insulation is going to be touching that. So I'm kind of afraid it's going to act more of a conductor.
1: Well, what you might want to think about using there is Tyvek. On the the inside. Yeah, on the inside. It's vapor permeable. So I think it'll allow everything to breathe, but it'll keep some separation between the block uh, and the frame. And by the way, you'd be wise to leave at least an inch there in between and not have it up against the block because you really don't want to have an organic material like wood and certainly not drywall that close to a, uh, a very damp source, which will be the concrete block. Because the concrete blocks are very hydroscopic. They suck up a lot of water, and especially in you know, periods of, 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 of bad weather. So you do want to have a, a bit of a space there. But I think that I would cover the block first with uh, Tyvek. And then I'd frame up against that. Now, another option... To kind of kill two birds with one stone is consider spray foam insulation. If you did spray foam insulation, you could frame the wall, and then you could spray into the framing right up against the block wall, and then it would be cut flush with the wall, and you would put your drywall right on top of that. Now, spray foam has the advantage of being able to not only insulate, but seal and draft proof at the same time. We recently added spray foam insulation to our entire home. Now, we have an existing home, much like you. uh, And of course, it makes it difficult to get into the walls. But what we did was we put it in the box beams, which all the way, all the way around the sort of the perimeter of the basement and crawl space. And we added it to the attics. And just those areas without even doing the walls because we weren't opening the walls at this time uh, made a huge difference in the energy efficiency of the house. So I'm a big fan of, of Isonene, I-C-Y-N-E-N-E, as a result of that experience.
3: Okay. Yeah, I didn't even think about anything like that. I have to I have to check into that. Do you know, Wow, well, I guess I have to look that up online or whatever if there's somebody around my area.
1: I'm sure that there will be. Isonene is a Canadian company, but they have dealers all across the country.
3: Now, if I didn't do that. And I just, I put the, the frame, the stud up to the block wall. You said to leave an inch. How, like, what, what would you recommend? How would you do that?
1: I would just simply frame the wall out away from the block. Okay. Don't attach the frame wall to the block wall, because I'll tell you, some of the worst cases of mold infestation we've seen is when you have wood framing attached to block walls uh, and, and drywall, which is uh, essentially mold food. In fact, One of the things you might want to consider is to not use drywall on that wall, but use something called Dens Armor, which is a fiberglass-faced drywall product. So without the paper face, you don't have food to feed the mold. Make sense? All
3: right. Well, thank you very much.
0: When the full heat of the summer arrives, you'll be thankful if your AC is working. But it might not be if you don't get it serviced now. Air conditioning expert Richard Truthui from this old house will be here to give us tips just
1: ahead. And today's This Old House segment is presented by the Citrus Magic brand of odor eliminating air fresheners. Available in refreshing, long lasting sprays, solids, and exciting new candles. Experience the magic of Citrus Magic odor eliminators today. We'll be back
6: with more of your calls and tips after this. This is Richard Truthui from This Old House and Ask This Old House on PBS and from the longest running home improvement show on TV. We want to send a big congrats to Tom and Leslie from The Money Pit for being the most downloaded home improvement podcast on
2: iTunes. up the telephone, your home,
0: Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy.
4: The Money Pit is presented by QuickCrete. QuickCrete fast setting concrete sets posts without mixing. Now available for a limited time in a bonus bag with 20% more. Look for it in the red bag.
1: Making good homes better, welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler.
4: And I'm Leslie Segretti.
1: Give us a call right now on the Money Pit's listener line at 888 Money Pit, presented by Home Advisor.
0: You can get matched with background-checked home service pros in your area and compare pricing, read verified reviews, and book appointments all online, all for free.
1: No matter the type of job, HomeAdvisor makes it fast and easy to hire a pro you can trust.
0: Deb in Wyoming, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? Yeah, I've got some trouble with the uh, area of grass uh, right in the middle of my yard. It's probably 20 by 20. The yard or the problem area? The
5: problem area is probably 20 by 20. Okay, that's a big problem. Yeah, and... The lawn is pretty big, and it it grows really good all the way around this area. And um, it only it'll grow maybe you know an inch or two, and then it kind of heads out and um, never really gets green. We put extra water on it, and we fertilize it and aerate it just like the rest of the lawn, but it just doesn't doesn't look good and. It seems funny that this would be just in one area. Well, it could
0: be, you know, that that area for whatever reason has a different pH balance than the other parts of your lawn itself, and therefore that the seed that you're using is reacting differently to the soil than the other areas. So you might want to take a couple of soil samples from the problem area and have those tested. Sometimes the home centers sell little kits. Sometimes you might have to contact your local building department to find out who you can do that with but you can have a soil test done pretty easily and inexpensively and once you know exactly what's going on with the soil in this area i mean that could be you know enlightening to have this information cuz you could be using the wrong seed you could be using the wrong fertilizer that will tell you exactly what type of fertilizer when how to water it that's really the key here and that should clear up a lot of this problem. Okay, that sounds great. I'll sure give it a try.
1: Deb, I hope that helps you out. Thanks so much for calling us at one Money Pit.
0: Well, it's not that hot yet, but in just a few short weeks, you'll be reaching for your thermostat and cranking up your AC.
1: And that's why now is the perfect time to check your air conditioning system to make sure it's ready to go before that sweltering heat sets in. And you're on the waiting list for a repairman. Here to give us tips on how to get that job done is this old house, HVAC expert, Richard Druthui. Welcome, Richard. Nice to be here, guys. And there is nothing worse than finding out your AC does not work on the hottest day (laughs) of the summer. I know. It's happened to all of us once or twice before. How do we make sure that uh, we're ready before the sun shows up?
6: Well, it only breaks down on the hot days. Of That's right. <laughs> and because you're dealing with refrigerant and electricity, you really want to call a professional. And any professional is going to come in. He's going to start by looking at the proper refrigerant or the freon. There's a bunch of different freons being used. That's all licensed. And you want to make sure the right level is there. Too little or too much will give you a lack of cooling. You know, uh, you also want to check all the electrical components. You know, it's amazing to me how many times it's nothing but a, a thermostat that's got a loose wire in the back side of it. And just some of the basics, you know, we always think the worst, but sometimes it's pretty straightforward. And then it's to clean the evaporator coils and the condenser coils. Now, the basic refrigeration cycle requires you to extract heat from inside the house. And that means air that's inside the house has to come up through that air handler. Now, if you've got cat hair, if you've got no filters, if you've got things that are going to clog that coil, it's going to affect the performance on the on the taking out of the heat side. And the same thing on the other side, outside. If you have a condenser outside that's supposed to be dumping heat to outside and that's obscured by leaves or anything else, then you've got to make sure that's clean. And so there's always coil cleaners the professionals will use to try and degrease or or to sort of cut some of that dirt off the coil. I think
1: homeowners tend to think that if it worked fine last summer, it's going to work fine this summer. That's right. And they don't understand the fact that the evaporator coil, to your point, takes air throughout the entire heating
6: season as well. So that
1: can get clogged even when you're not running That's right. DC.
6: Absolutely. That's right. Uh, any motors we want to oil, if they can be oiled, you want to calibrate the thermostat. Sometimes it's just loose on the wall. And you really want to check your filters. The filters are critical. you know. And when I say that, that's the professionals are going to check it right off the bat. Mm-hmm. But there's other things that the homeowners can do, and that starts by checking those filters regularly.
0: Now, you mentioned that you really should bring in a pro, but is it better to bring in the pro at the end of the cooling season and, or prior to the cooling season starting up? I mean, because you mentioned it's going to run during the winter as well, and you could get some issues with the evaporator coil. So when do you get that pro in to do that maintenance?
6: No matter what I answer, people are only going to call for service when it breaks down. <laughs> <laughs> but it should be done before the cooling season. Okay. You know, you're at the mercy of an overworked refrigeration staff if you wait for that hottest day of the year and it all breaks down because everybody's calling at the same time you really mm-hmm. it's much more sane and logical to call before the problem
0: now what can you do as a homeowner to sort of either ready the system for that pro coming in or what things can you do on your own to keep things in tip-top shape
6: now another really important thing to do is to change the filters people don't realize that the air from the house has to go up through this filter it has to then be heated or cooled, and then it comes back into the room. Now, that means air is on a lot. If you've got cat hairs or dirt that could clog the filter, it's going to affect the performance of that unit. It's not going to be nearly as efficient because the temperature has to get past all that. It's almost an insulating mat on the filter. That's right. Some people will pull the filters out, and then it becomes even worse because then the air conditioning coil which has got all kinds of fins in it gets fully clogged mm-hmm. and you've got to have a pro come in and clean it. And that it.
1: becomes the insulation. Absolutely. In
6: now what about the
1: filters? There's so many different varieties out there. And different I mean, price points. And different price points too. You have the basic, I call them the pebble stoppers. You know, That's the right. Real thin it, fiberglass ones yeah. for the big cat hairs. Yeah. Um, but where do you think a happy medium is?
6: Well, at the least case, you should at least have those pebble stoppers just to keep the cat hairs and the basics off. But we find most people settle on the electrostatic filter, and that's one that has a a slight electrical charge into it, makes the dirt particles become positively charged and attract to the filter. And that's something you can pull out and wash in the dishwasher and bring back, and it can can give you a high level of filtration. And you probably
1: don't have to change it nearly
6: as much, certainly not once a month. Well, you know, that really depends on the air quality in the house. I mean, you know, there are are houses that if you look on a sunny day, there's just dirt and dust particles flying all around. And, you know, a lot of times household pets can actually exacerbate it pretty good.
1: Let me ask you about that winter cover because in the years I spent as a home inspector, we used to find those all the time. And I learned once that in some cases the warranties on the compressors can be voided by that because of the condensation that collects under those covers. Do you think it's a good idea to cover
6: your compressor in the winter? Well... Basic outside condensers are designed to be out left out in the mm-hmm. elements. So, you know, it's some people are very nervous about leaves and things getting in so they want to put the covers on. And I'm not sure about the warranty item Tom as far as the compressor, but you know, I'm not going to say don't do it, but you got to make sure that you pull them off and you get plenty of airflow in the spring. You it's know, not going to run yeah. very,
1: very long with that cover on yeah. it. Richard Drathui from TV's This Old House, thank you so much for stopping by the Money Pit. Because of your advice, I think a lot of us are going to be a lot more comfortable this summer. <laughs> Hope so.
0: Now you can watch Richard and the entire This Old House team on This Old House or Ask This Old House on your local PBS station.
1: And this old house is brought to you on PBS by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Well, what are you working on right now? We'd love to hear from you at 888 Money Pit. If you pick up the phone and give us a call, we'll also toss your name into the Money Pit hard hat for a brand new subscription from FilterEasy.com. These guys help make it easier to breathe this summer because this subscription service will send you a brand new filter every two months or entire year for free. Just call right now for your chance to win or post your question in the Money Pit community section. Back with more after this.
4: The Money Pit is presented by Home Advisor. Find trusted home improvement pros for any project at HomeAdvisor.com.
2: You live in the Money Pit.
4: The Money Pit is presented by PaveStone. Building a fire pit, patio, planter, walkway, or even a grill surround is quick and easy with RumbleStone from PaveStone. Look for RumbleStone at The Home Depot and visit PaveStone.com for project ideas and how-to instructions.
1: Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler.
4: And I'm Leslie Segretti.
1: Hey, post your question in the Money Pit community section at MoneyPit.com or give us a call right now at 1 888 MoneyPit. You'll get the answer to your home improvement question. Plus, this hour, we're giving away a fantastic new prize. It's a one year subscription to FilterEasy.com.
0: I mean, how great is this? You never have to remember exactly what size filter you need, what type of filter, when to get them, because they are constantly being delivered to you on a special subscription plan. FilterEasy.com really takes the hassle out of buying those air filters. And, you know, in having good air filters in your home. You're going to improve your indoor air quality. That's going to make you guys all feel so much better, especially during allergy season, and really keep the cleanliness of the home up. You know, more filters collect more things and then less dust for you to clean. It can extend the life of your heating and cooling systems when the filters are changed regularly. And you can even reduce your energy bill by up to 15% when you do change those filters regularly. It's going to cost less than going to the store. Plus, you don't have to remember the size, and they're going to come right to you. Check them out at filtereasy.com. The prize pack today is worth $240. bucks. you have really got to go on there, you provide the size, and then get right into the schedule system. It is a great prize package, perfect for any home.
1: Going out to one lucky caller, join at random, make that you. The number again is one eight 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 money pit. Well, it's open house season right now, and if your home's on the market, your realtor will no doubt be scheduling one soon. It's a great way to get lots of potential buyers in the door. But before that happens, you need to make sure your house is truly ready to be seen.
0: Yeah, first of all, buyers need to be able to envision how they're going to live in a space. So clear up the clutter. That really is the best place to start. And then you can also open up rooms by removing larger surplus furnishings. If you don't need it, move it out of the way. Make that room feel bigger right off the bat. Now, buyers won't notice if your home is spotlessly clean, but they will notice if it isn't. So hire a cleaning service to make it sparkle and especially neutralize any odors by shampooing carpets and keeping your kitty litter boxes clean, even touches like new towels in the bathroom or a beautifully set dining table. That makes a huge impression. And don't forget the outside of the house. You want to trim your lawn, weed the landscaping, prune the shrubs, add some flowers. Just step up that curb appeal because you want people to notice your home.
1: Yeah. And here's the hardest thing you need to do. Once the day of the open house arrives, leave, get out. <laughs> Buyers will ask more questions and take more interest if you're not around. Let your realtor highlight the positive features of your home without you hovering in the background. I'm telling you, it makes a huge difference. Get out. There's nothing that you can do that will make that sale any more successful by being there. Best thing to do is get the house ready, then get out and let your agents do their job.
0: Clyde in Missouri is on the line and needs some help with a water heater. What can we do for you? I'm adding a room
1: on in my
3: house, and the uh, water heater I've got the electric, 30 gallon, and it's taking up too much room. I don't have to spare. And my question is, is one of those inline uh, water heaters? Would that be advisable for a resident?
1: You mean an on-demand tankless water heater? Yeah. The problem is that you have electric. Do you have gas there, natural gas or propane?
3: No, I can I can get propane, all right. I don't have a tank.
1: If you want to have an on-demand tankless water heater, you need to have that be fossil fueled with either natural gas or propane. There are electric on-demand systems, but they're very expensive to use, and I don't think there's any, any efficiency in going with that. So if you want to have propane added to the house, you could consider. Uh, and a, a tankless water heater. Now, if you want to go back with what you do have now, of course, you are going to need the room, but you could save some cost if you put a timer on that water heater so that it only heats water when you need it. I mean, technically, you only need it a few hours in the morning and a few hours in the evening. All day long, it'll stay warm for, you know, hand washing and that sort of thing. And then it can be off in the middle of the night, and that actually cuts the energy costs associated with heating the water.
3: Uh-huh. Well, I've got a timer on it now, but I haven't been using it. Because I well, really couldn't yeah. figure out the right time to be a it seemed like it was always cold when I needed hot and hot when I didn't need it. So, <laughs> 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 you know, one of them kind of deals. Yeah, so I, I hear thought, you. Oh, I, just I hear you. You know, they only
1: work, the timers only work well if your family's on a regular schedule where you can really rely on it for certain hours of the day. But if your schedule varies a bit, then maybe not so much. So those are your options, though. All right? Good luck with that project. All right,
0: man. Thank you. All right. Just ahead, greenhouses are the hottest new trend in home hideouts. Find out more when the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show continues.
4: The Money Pit is presented by ADT, the security leader for over 140 years. Trust ADT to protect your home, family, and all you care about. At ADT, we know your security is only as strong as the people who are backing you up. For 24-7 monitoring and peace of mind, visit ADT.com.
1: Where home solutions live, this is The Money Pit, home improvement radio show. I'm Tom Kreitler.
0: And I'm Leslie Segretti.
1: Well, greenhouses have long been popular as a place to start a garden, but now they're being put to whole new recreational uses, all kinds of stuff that people are doing with greenhouses.
0: Yeah, you know, greenhouses really are the hottest new trend in home hideouts. They're not just for plants anymore. They're doubling as serene spaces for relaxation, exercise, and even entertainment, all in the presence of the plants, which have proven soothing powers.
1: Yep, hammocks, outdoor furniture, all-weather floors and appliances can all dress up greenhouses, making them feel a lot less like a backyard building and more like sort of a solarium. So
0: think about building one yourself. Seriously, guys, let's get right on this project. But in the meantime, let's jump into some projects that people need help with from the community section. Laura posted, We bought a propane grill a year before selling our home and only used it once. When we moved into our new home, we found a natural gas line, which was available for the grill. Is there a way of getting this propane grill to work with the natural gas? We paid almost $400 for this grill, and I'd hate to throw it out and then find out there was a solution. First of well, all, if you have to get rid of it, don't throw it out. Sell it, yeah, it to a friend, donate exactly. it.
1: Exactly. It's only you know used once. I'm <laughs> sure you can sell it for at least 100 bucks. right? Seriously. You know, there is a solution, but it's probably not cost effective because, first of all, you can't use natural gas on a propane grill because they're two completely separate fuels. They have different burners. They have different regulators. They have different orifices, the size of the, of the hole in the burner where it comes out. So you can't mix the fuels. What you can do, though, is there's a converter kit that will actually change the fuel from one to the other. But You know, unless it's a really expensive grill, it's probably not going to be worth it. So I would tell you to just use that grill for another two or three years until you get some life out of it. And at that point, think about making the switch and buy a brand new, permanently installed natural gas grill. Best way to handle it.
0: Which really is going to be amazing. I mean, talk about sort of stepping into a lucky outdoor kitchen situation with your new home. Really, a good problem to have. And seriously, look into selling that grill. You'll be so happy that you did.
1: That'll be one of those projects that starts as just adding a natural gas grill and ends up with an outdoor kitchen.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted this grill, and now I have cabinets and all kinds of outdoor refrigeration and lots and lots of things. Oh, my goodness. All right. Next up, we've got a post here from Veronica who writes What can I do to repair spider vein looking cracks around my ceramic bathtub drain and what's causing them?
1: Well, little tiny cracks around your drain basically mean that the tub's finish or the glaze is kind of breaking down. You have a couple of options. Of course, you can replace the tub, but that's a major renovation. You could also reglaze it, which could either be a do-it-yourself project or one done professionally. But unfortunately, that's not really a long-term solution. Or you can install a tub insert. There are companies that make inserts that drop into the existing tubs, kind of relining the entire surface. And then, of course, there's always option number four. Learn to live with it. It's not so bad. It's not really causing any trouble. Just a bit of a cosmetic issue.
0: I mean, and seriously, stop staring at the drain on the (laughs) tub. I mean, but truly, it's not anything that's majorly problematic. Like Tom said, it's just a cosmetic issue. And if there's something down the road that you can do, you know, just do it then. It's not going to be the end of the world right now. It's just something that's bothering you because you know it's there.
1: This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Hey, thank you so much for spending this hour with us. Hey, if you couldn't get through on the phones today, not a problem. You can call us 24 7 at 888 Money Pit, and you can post your questions online at moneypit.com. And best of all, no matter when you call or post that question, we always toss your name in the Money Pit hard hat for one of the great prizes we give away every week on the show. I'm Tom Kreitler.
0: And I'm Leslie Segretti.
1: Remember, you can do it yourself,
0: but you don't have to do it alone.